Because I don't mean to talk you out of it, but I just want to say we were walking in and we were running because uh, I didn't realize my uh, umbrella had melted shut because yeah, I your umbrella in my car. She baked her umbrella. I, I made it into like a shrinky dink and it didn't work at all. It did not turn into a dinosaur, no. No. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much. Round of applause for yourselves. Great job, you guys. Gals. And there's wonderful Everyone. comics in back and they can hear you. Keep it going for them. And it is our four-year anniversary show. Four and we years. We have to thank Megan, who takes our photos, Megan. and Hannah, who's our producer on the Hannah. show, and Ryan, our founding producer. Right. Um, he makes the podcast sound good. Yes. Yes, he does. And we also have to thank this fucking day <laughs> that we're having. Yeah, man. What this, a day. What a fucking day. Sometimes you're like, it's a four-year anniversary show. It's sold out in three hours. We've got friends on the show that we love. How will we possibly live up to it with well, things to discuss? <laughs> I, I feel like we should have maybe like built a wheel and then just like spun it to decide what we talk about first. A wheel? <laughs> Guys, shut up. Wanna it's give a pee it another joke. Shot? It's a fucking pee joke, okay? Give it another it's shot. It's a pee joke. Step I'm making right a pee up, joke. Give it All right, you're going to hear wall-to-wall pee jokes tonight. <laughs> you didn't expect that? What were you thinking leaving your house? <laughs> this is a comedy show, and some fucking bonkers shit happened today. And the podcast is going to... Unlike gonna... every other day lately. Right, unlike today. every other day lately. Uh, no, it is every day you wake up to a magical wonderland of... Horror nonsense. <laughs> Horror this episode of Black Mirror has nothing to do with like a, the afterlife or technology or anything. I yeah, mean, yeah, I yeah. guess like, oh, is this the episode of Black Mirror that's about like the Twitter president, right? That's what this one is about? <laughs> well, I like the one about two lesbians. I okay? like the lesbian one. So that's what I would like it to or be. The lesbian bisexual one. Yeah, ex- no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. She's not. She, you're right. You're right. She says, I like men and women, equal opportunity. And then she goes, but when did you know? And those are two of the lines from San Junipero spoken verbatim because I watched it that many times. (laughs) Ooh, baby. We saw it this week, didn't we? I don't like it when you do this. Step forward. Thank no, that's too far. 
You're right. This is so annoying. I should have stood up here. Why? Cameron, you want me to start dancing? No. She hates it when I dance on stage. Because you can't she, do anything. She can't do anything else when I'm dancing. It is literally one of the rules of improv that if you start dancing, that is a stupid thing to do. That is the actual way they say it. They say... Oh, I'm answering the phone. No, they're like... But I'm still dancing. They're like, that's not even how phones are. It's just like this. Hello? What are these things? It's this, Rhea. This is Rhea, like a look. cool phone. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> Oh, now you made me, like, racist. What? Because I just hated your Hawaiian phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, back to P. Yeah. Well, no, we were talking about San Junipero, so I don't want to get too far away from that before we talk about how great it is. Oh, yeah, no, what had happened was... God damn it, you did it again. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was you went out. Where'd you go? I don't... I I think I went went to an art exhibit. Oh, yeah. Was that the night that I did yeah. that? Yeah. I went um, to, like, a really gay art show mm-hmm. where I was just like, this is gay. What was... <laughs> this is very queer and gay. What did, What was queer about it? I mean, it was just, like, about ultra-intelligence and, like, intelligence separating from... Machines are organic because we made that. And I was just like, well, this is really gay. Okay, cool. I like, like it. The, I like the compliment that that gives the gay community. Yeah. That you're like, it was about like super intelligent beings, and I was like, this is gay. (laughs) Uh, Duh. (laughs) Um, No, that's that's cool. Yeah, you went to that, and I stayed home and I watched San Junipero. But then you, then when it was over, I rewound it and watched it again. And then you came home. Wait, did you pop the tape out? (laughs) And then you put it in our rewinder as I requested. Be kind, please rewind, and then yeah. you put it into the machine. Well, I'm sorry. Is there an updated word for that? Are you not supposed to say rewind anymore? It's called replay. I guess. I mean, I call it rewind, but restart. See? <laughs> you got me again. I what I did was on the little pushy machine. Yeah. We have new Apple TV, and it's even more confusing. <laughs> Than the old Apple TV. Yeah, it works even more or worse better. Because it has no visible buttons. It's just one side of it you depress fully, and the other side of it does nothing. You guys enjoying this Apple TV <laughs> tutorial? But I don't ever anticipate that technology is going to work if I touch it, because I don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. technology works. So you just works. text me. Literally, I was just running behind Rhea going, Oh my this umbrella! Like, that's where I'm at. Like, moments ago. Like, the technology of an umbrella. <laughs> she was like, has how does betrayed it work? me. Um, so, anyway. Like, legit, I don't I know how to explain I spent half an, an hour TV. pressing the wrong side of the Apple TV. Yeah, the shiny part. Yeah, the part that doesn't do anything. One side is a touchpad. Yeah. The other side, nothing at all. Just ornamental. <laughs> anyway, my point is, um, I rewound it, watched it again, got to the end, Rhea came home. Oh my God, you watched it without me. And I said, no, I watched it 1.75 times without you. (laughs) Yeah, very accurate. Then you said, what do you want to do next? And I said, watch it again. Yeah. So then we watched it again. (laughs) And I was watching it, and this is what you were doing the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, let me do it for you guys over here. (laughs) Why was I doing? that because you're excited it it was pure joy 
Yeah, because it was... Yeah, yeah. Because it was Mackenzie Davis. You're right. She is primo. Um, <laughs> Guess I what? Don't... Mackenzie's here! Come on out, Mackenzie! Just kidding. That would be so no. great if she was here. That would not be great. Yes, it would. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, she is... You guys know Mackenzie Davis. She's in the television show Halt and Catch Fire, which, why is it named that? Did they want... Agency F! Did they want people to watch the show? Okay, these jokes are not working. All right. I guess we gotta go back to P. Anyway, it's a computer show, and she's one of the stars of it, but in, in Halt and Catch Fire, she's in styled... show. She is styled to look exactly like Mary Stuart Masterson in yeah. Some Kind of Wonderful right. when she plays Watts. And you guys know that when you're growing up and you're a little queer kid and you're watching Some Kind of Wonderful and Mary Stuart Masterson, who is obviously already family from Fried Green Tomatoes, you watch her in Some Kind of Wonderful and you're like, oh, I get it. She's got shorter hair now and drummer gloves. So I know what these signals mean. And then at the end, she's just into Eric Stoltz. I don't think so. I don't think so, Eric Stoltz. Leah Thompson is right there. Go with Leah Thompson every time. So, you guys need to watch these movies we're talking about. Uh, also, Eric Stoltz. Back to the Future. And yes. then Back Anyways. to the Future. Leah T- yeah, we're getting yeah. way too specific. No, we aren't. We aren't getting too specific. We're not getting sp- specific enough. My point is, uh, Donald Trump had two or more women pee on a bed. <laughs> is what we've been talking about this yeah, whole yeah. time. Did someone say what? Do you not know? Wait, this many people don't know? Wait, are you serious? Holy shit. Oh, this is why the whole beginning has felt very weird. Because people don't know what to okay. talk about. I'm so, I gotta take my jacket I off. hope all the comics are listening to the fact that no they one knows. They don't know. Okay, so this is a weird I thing. I feel like maybe I should take this flannel off. Yeah, this take your shirt off. All right, no, so we're gonna, gonna take, take my... our pants. No, um... <laughs> It's just, we really gotta get to okay, work. Okay, so these are the things that happened today. You don't know. These are some of the things that happened today. One thing that happened today is that uh, Barack Obama gave his farewell address um, as our president. I, I'm from Chicago. He gave it at McCormick Place, beautiful convention center there. And it was, I, you know, in 2008, I lived there and I saw, you know, I watched him give. Well, it was 2009, technically, if you want to be, but Whatever. I watched him give his speech, you know, and, I, and with my girlfriend, right? And then now, you know, in 20, as he leaves, in 2017, I watched him give his farewell address with my wife, you know? And what a huge eight years. And of course, those are two different women. Um, But... (sighs) First one was a little high there. Got me right in the boob. <laughs> I forget they're there too. No, that's, how, that's how. That's Easy. how. That's how wives tell secrets. <laughs> right in the old. Oh, boob. that's why they um, call them knockers. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I just immediately pictured little Jacob Marley's? <laughs> just. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Christmas Carol. That's how we're different. All the way. (laughs) Anyway. um, 
you know, one of those. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, oh, what we were talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, right. you were giving a grand yeah, 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 yeah. tour of well, the day. But, and I will say, I mean, that's true. It was a different girlfriend. But the reason that, I mean, number one, I love you so much, and that's why we're wives. But also, in 2008, the woman that I was watching, well, 2009, the woman I was watching with was uh, not an American citizen. Your uh-huh. visa ran out, uh-huh. and she returned home, and I couldn't marry her and keep her in this country, yeah. you know. And so, anyway, good for you. <laughs> Aren't you pretty happy that things were so fucked up for so long? Yeah, yeah, man. And continue to be really stoked about paperwork. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, his speech was so beautiful. I loved the part where he spoke directly to Michelle because I think yeah. that, um, I mean, the influence of both of those people will be felt for generations. And Michelle is so classy and graceful, and she has been a, such a vocal and smart first lady. And I mean, I just can't believe, I'm so grateful that I got to see that. I'm so grateful that people that don't have this color skin got to see that. Um, Just, like, fuck, right? I mean, we watched Hidden Figures last night, Mm -hmm. and it's such a good movie. Yeah, you should should absolutely see it. it. It's it's a really great movie. You should go see it, for sure. And I think the great thing about Hidden Figures is, like, if you watch that movie and you're a white person, uh, you will feel ashamed to be a white person. And that is just... <laughs> that is just fine. Deal with not, it. They're not hitting you over the head with it. It's in the background uh, behind great actors giving great performances with a great script. And I'm, I'm fucking glad it's in there. And it's kind of a kid's movie. Like, it's not like some, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't have the gravity of like Selma. It's, it's a movie a lot of people could see. And it's really. Well done and beautiful. So yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm happy that we live in that moment. I'm happy we live in the moment where like Moonlight is winning best drama. That's a huge deal for queer visibility. So those are the good things, and I tell you that in, in advance of telling you that our president-elect uh, today. And we use the term "elect" very loosely. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Our president, whatever. Elect. Um, he, so what we found out today is that, um, Russia, you know, was gathering intelligence on, uh, the DNC and Hillary Clinton, uh, but they were also gathering intelligence on Donald Trump for a bunch of years. And, um, he probably, it seems like people within the Trump camp were actually speaking directly to people in Russia and like trading secrets uh, which is um, treason, treason is the word for yeah. it exactly. <laughs> which is treason it is. but you know it's it's Donald Trump right so it can't yeah. just be treason like it can't just be the worst thing you could do to your country like it can't just be um, like working with like a foreign uh Part, for your own personal gain as a hotelier. Like, it can't right. just be that. <laughs> Couldn't just be that. Couldn't just be that. Uh, there's also speculation that he went to a Ritz-Carlton and hired prostitutes to pee on a bed 
in front of him that the president and first lady had slept on. Because that's the kind of man that we elected. He hired sex workers to pee on a bed in front of him to say, fuck you. This is, by the way, this guy owns hotels. Do you know how hard that is to get out? I mean, I think it says a lot that he didn't use a Trump hotel for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He wanted to pee. He found out. Well, they wouldn't have stayed at a Trump hotel. Which they stayed in. And yeah. he hired women to pee on the bed. And also after, which is weird. You know what I mean? I feel like plan it better next time. <laughs> Like, somehow know in don't advance it, where they're going to stay. <laughs> um, so this is, you know, these are, this is, these are like, this is like psychopathy, right? Because there's like, there's the, um, there's wanting money in your hotel chain to be gold-plated <laughs> or whatever his desires are. Uh, and that's selfish. But then there's like, do you know what I want to do? I want to get some women in here. Mm -hmm. And I want to humiliate them. Mm -hmm. Maybe not pay them for it. Didn't say. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe you put it on the room. way of... <laughs> As a way of sticking it to a black man who's the president of my country that I just hate because he's a black man. Mm, yes. And so, like, I don't have a... Unfortunately... Well, you have a good joke about this. Yeah, but it, ha it kind of... <laughs> I will say this. The joke kind of relies on being read oh, as yeah. opposed to being spoken. Yeah. You can't read no, you're right. You can't. Um, Spell it's it. not actually going to make any sense if I tell it to you. Okay, so, uh, however, I, I will attempt to. Um, so they, like, released documents today. There was, like, a dossier. It's all very GoldenEye. Um, <laughs> of all this information. Gold, that, gold, by the way, gold. our FBI... Do you realize what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Whatever. It, da, 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 da. It's all right there. Just find it. You'll find it. Laugh. Then we'll move on. Let's go. Um... <laughs> But the FBI had this the man information. A touch. And they were choosing between uh, R Russian espionage and Anthony Weiner's emails, and they went with Anthony Weiner's emails. So, whatever. I think it's fine. Weiner, full fledged, though. I don't want to. Okay. I mean, definitely full fledged, either way. <laughs> I just so, mean, like. No, I. Okay. You mean, like, what? I feel like that's part of the. Re I mean, some. You know, obviously there's... Me pronouncing his name wrong is part of the reason this happened? No, 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 no. I mean, a huge part of the reason that that caught fire as a story is people were like... Dicks. <laughs> I think that's always the reason. Yep. <laughs> anyway, they released the documents today, so I said, I guess that makes us the PC police. Guys, but it's spelled P... P... -E. P -E. <laughs> S... E E C. I can't so funny. Spell your joke. What do you have to spell your joke out? Yeah. 
Uh, no, it's it's. Uh, so what's gonna happen? I think that's where we're at right now. We have guys. This just happened. We don't have the answers about what's nothing, gonna happen. Nothing, y'all. Nothing. Right. You're right. Probably. Probably nothing. nothing. Maybe. And we think it was videotaped. We think it was video. They, it's so. Checks probably up, nothing is gonna happen. It'll still be our president, but we will have watched him do this. <laughs> and so I would. I actually would say this. Um, Listen, I try so hard to be respectful of people that have different views than I do uh-huh. because there have been times in my life where I was not understood by other people and it really harmed me. That being said, this guy is making us look like a bag of assholes. Oh, you mean calamari? <laughs> I think that is actually the best description of this guy. The fact that we sell pig buttholes on menus as calamari. Like, that is that. I don't know if that's true. It is true. There's a whole, like, uh, what is that NPR show? Conspiracy theory about it. No, no, no. They did, like, a whole thing about it. What the fuck is that show called? Thank you. About pig buttholes? That's how cool I am. I cannot remember the name This American Life. Well. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I In conclusion, uh, with my calamari riff, calamari. There's, <laughs> hey, there are different political viewpoints. Calamari, and then there are guys who are paying women to pee on beds. Adult men with lots of money that are so mad about fucking nothing. I don't know what the hell has happened to him that he's so upset. Like, what is he this upset about? Calamari. What is he so mad about? So what we have to do I don't know is we have to organize and we cannot <laughs> let this continue to happen and we have to protest wear t-shirts that are aggressive <laughs> and we have to go support artists that we believe in and we have to um, watch TV shows that we care about. Wait, this doesn't matter. Yes, it does because then they'll continue to make more of that good shit. That's why it matters. So, like, yeah, go see Hidden Figures. Like, flip this all in its fucking head. This is so stupid. It hasn't even started yet. He's not even the it's fucking president. This is days 10 away. days in advance and already I have to think about his stupid face. Just look at just Dude, so I, tight. I know I know we have to start this show, but because you brought this up, I just want to say, that as we were leaving, somebody tweeted into my feed, my nine-year-old, or my four-year-old, five-year-old daughter brought this home and it is a scholastic newsletter that says, so we have a new president. And it says, this November, we elected Donald J. Trump as president. And he's like, (laughs) on a scholastic newsletter. Yeah, that's why you have to do all the stuff she said. (laughs) Well, that's the end. Hillary Clinton won more votes. There is a right side of history here. You can still be on it. We can still take things back in four years. Until then, I don't know (laughs) what to do, but I think it's... (laughs) Try to make it up to you. Watch San Junipero (laughs) as much as possible. You guys, are you ready for a great show? Well, um, oh, I forgot for a second who was going first, and now I can't believe the treat you guys are in for. This is so great. 
Uh, just an, an amazing comic, and we're so happy that he's here tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, a round of applause for Mr. Patton Oswalt. Give it up for Patton. Patton is putting it because I, I did a, a show the other night and there were like a bunch of people on the show and a lot of the white dudes would get up and be like <clears throat> shit you know what the worst part of Trump is <clears throat> my job's just too damn easy and I was like oh that's the worst part huh <laughs> oh that's the worst part of the grumbling democracy okay Your job just got too dang easy. Well, man, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> also, my accent has just been coming back because people are like, listen to the white working class. I'm like, all right, y'all, listen to me. Because maybe I can fool them. And they start listening to me. They're like, oh my God, she's a lesbian. I thought that was Dave. <laughs> That's what this whole thing is. I've been incognito the whole time. You guys think I just like workwear because it's popular. No, 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 no. I am a spy. Just look like I broke out of a 1940s prison. Got to work! There's also another thing. I'm going to bring up the next comic, but this is just one thing that I wanted to say, and it'll probably be divisive, but we'll find out. Let's find out together. Today, before like the dossier came out, like all the peace stuff happened, and uh, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions... I am calling him by his full name. One, because their side called our president Barack Obama Barack Hussein Obama immediately, forever. And it's just his name, so okay. But also, this guy is named after not one, but two Confederate generals and a president. That's his full name. And he is also the third. So pretty sure it's been that whole time. He is like, if you can call him a human, he is a human Confederate flag. <laughs> We gotta take that thing down. So, Colin Vice for the whole name. And as that was happening, it was awful, and I highly recommend watching some of it because I think it is very easy now to be on the internet, and I'm not saying get off the internet, I just think, you know, everything is repurposed and people are tweeting what people are saying and it looks awful, but it's also that much more awful when you see these men, and it is mostly men, and it is mostly white men, so the white men in this room, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about them, so chill the fuck out. <laughs> They're also old as shit, they couldn't remember what time lunch was supposed to be. For five minutes they were like, wait, 2.09 or 12.09, wait, what? <laughs> shit, did you go, what round are we on? Like, they couldn't remember anything and they're running our country now. <laughs> But I highly recommend seeing them speaking to each other because these are the people, the men that are running our country. And the way, the way their faces look when they say these things, like, it is hurtful to be called a racist. Like, how terrible they look. So watch that. Now, the funny thing I was going to say is, in the, in the middle of all this, uh, someone wrote an article about Hillary Clinton's ghost cabinet with the headline that Hillary Clinton's cabinet would be much worse. Now, that's pure speculation and completely made up. 
And I, I voted for Hillary as a Hillary supporter, so whatever, I'm in the tank. And I think it's kind of ridiculous at this point to be focusing on that, as opposed to the things that are actually happening, but call me American. Um, <laughs> because to me, it's like somebody got, like I don't know, free tickets to a WNBA game, and they went and watched the whole game, and maybe they even enjoyed it. And then, at the end of the fourth quarter, they stood up and said, Dudes are better! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it was kind of funny. I feel like it was mostly education. Are you guys ready to keep the show rolling? Every comic on this show is a friend, and I love them, but this next comic is a friend, and I love them. Please give it up for Deborah DiGiovanni! following Patton Oswalt, whatever. Anyway, it's fine. It's good. I'm good. Oh, God. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm Canadian. This is that's something about me that you know. Um, I'm a Canadian human being. Do you know anything about our leader? Do you know anything about our leader? Yeah. Justin Trudeau, yeah. He's hot. That's all. I think that's all anyone knows. He's shirtless often in photos, uh, which is weird. Sometimes holding a panda, <laughs> which is lovely. <laughs> But it's like, should you get to work or something? But anyway, uh, but he's so hot, I'm not lying. You wouldn't care if he pissed on you. You wouldn't care. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Here's something else that I want to tell you. I, I'm going to ask you this. Be honest with me. Aren't you sometimes, don't you get a little tired of washing? Be honest. Like your body. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever, do you, don't you have days where you're like, oh, this again? I got to do this again? Are you kidding me? So much hair. You know what I mean? Okay. That's just, some of you are like, I, really? Yes. And that's, God bless you. I'll tell you this. Um, I accidentally watched anime the other day. Um, oh, God. Oh. Out of the corner of my eye. I just walked by, lived my life. Like, ah, ah, I saw it. I, wow. That's upsetting. Uh, who knew that octopuses like to fuck that much? Who knew? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. It's good to, good to know, though. I'm not, if you're going to the water, don't turn your back. But here's the thing. I'm going to say this right now. If you know anyone, if anyone in your life likes anime, you know a murderer. You know a murderer. That is... That's one of the... <laughs> oh, anime lovers. Did you hear that? Let's get them. All right. But that is... That's true. And then, don't get me wrong, and then after that, I was like, all right, well, I, I watched anime, and then I went on to Pornhub for the first time. I'm not lying. I logged it, Pornhub, I checked it out. You, I searched. I was like, okay, what do I want to look at? I looked up kissing. <laughs> there is not a lot of kissing on that, on that. I gotta, I gotta tell you. A lot of other things that upset me. I'll never eat a cream pie again. Anyway, that is, I, that is giving me... All right, bad dreams. Here's something else. Oh, guys, do you ever not have enough time uh, to masturbate so you just cry real quick? Do you have that? Where you're like, I have to go. <laughs> and just so refreshing, so refreshing. And also, let's be honest, masturbation, too much prep time. Am I right? You know what I mean? You gotta figure out what you're wearing. Oh, it's a whole thing. Here's something else. A lot of my, a lot of the girlfriends in my life have had this, a terrible traumatizing incident uh, where they've seen a crazy man uh, jerk off in public. And have you, has that happened to any ladies in the room? Have you, I've, I'm, that's disgusting. I've never seen it. It's never happened to me. And I had a moment where like, you know, I've been on the world. I've been on the planet for a long time. And I'm like, it's never happened to me. And I just, you know, think, you know, what, you know, what am I uh, doing wrong? Do you know what I'm saying? What am I, do I need to take the bus more? Do you know what I'm talking about? Now here's the 
thing. I don't want to see it. <laughs> but I want to see it. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Because I want, you ever have those where you're like, let's fight. You want to have a reason? Zip up and I'll fucking tear you apart. You know what I'm saying? Something I think about. Here's something else. Oh, oh, guys. I have a friend who's an actor. Gross. And he, ugh. Ugh. And he, he just had a role in a Disney movie. Good for him. And this is what it was. In the movie, it was emotional. It's a Disney movie. Of course it's emotional. He had to cry in the movie. But this is what, he couldn't do it. I mean, he's there for like a month and a half. The day they have to do the shoot for the crying scene, he couldn't do it. We're talking about it. And he's like, I can't, I can't believe I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. They had to fake it. You know, they put fake tears on his face and stuff. And so we're talking. He's like, oh. He says to me, he's like, oh, what? You could cry on demand? And I was like, look, I am acting to not cry right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this has been years of classes. Look. <laughs> oh, I almost broke. But here's the thing. I almost, oh, Here's the thing. Uh, he says to me, he's like, oh, so he dares me. And he's like, oh, I'll count you now and cry for me. So he does a five, two, three. You know what I mean? Excuse me, a four, three, two, one. Gives me that. And then I, I can count. And I go, I'm just so excited to cry. And then that was the thing. I did. I cried. I was like, let's go. And I instantly cried. You know, the only problem is <laughs> once I started, I couldn't stop and I had to go home. But anyway, I was like, I'll go. Yeah, I broke the seal. Anyway, here's something else. That happens. Oh, I'll tell you, kids. Um, I'm an old woman. I'm not allowed to tell you how old legally in Los Angeles. I'm not allowed to tell you uh, because they will chase me out of the city with a pointed stick. They will. They'll be like, get out. Uh, but here's the thing. I, and I know if I told you my age, you'd be like, oh, you actually don't look as old as your age. And the only reason I don't look as old as I actually am is because I'm fat. Let's be honest. I promise you, if I ever lose weight, I will look like a catcher's mitt. I promise you that. An old boot. An old boot. Here's something else. But I will tell you, there are things that they don't tell you about in gym class, uh, kids, and I'm going to tell you right now. Once you get old, uh, there's something happens to you, and you all of a sudden, you hate, like, everything. You just, all of a sudden, your patience for bullshit disappears, like steam in the wind. It's just, I don't know what happens, and I'm going to tell you like this. I, right now, what I hate the most is I hate people uh, that don't hate people. Oh, fucking, oh, my God. Do you have any of those people? Do you have any of those friends? I like everyone. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you slow? Grow up and hate someone, Gandhi. Here's something else. Do you know what I mean? Ugh. And there's another one. Uh, do you have a day job? Do you have to go to work tomorrow? Here's something. Hate someone at the office. Oh, oh, oh. Nothing passes time. Like hating someone at the office. Am I right? Oh, you're sitting at your desk, scratching your back with a pen. She walks by and you're like, look at that stupid bitch. Fuck, is it four? Is it four? The day is done. Do you know what I mean? One more coffee and you're out of there. Here's something else I'll tell you. Did you guys know that hot girls get free coffee? <laughs> Not on my watch, motherfucker. I'll tell you this. Oh, oh, oh. I'm at Starbucks. A pretty girl orders a $17,000 cup of coffee. $17,000. And the guy's like, that's on me. I, I order $2.30 drip coffee. Just not even a blonde. Just a regular, just, you know what I mean? He, I have to pay for it. It's like, oh, wow, well, wow. Well. Now I have to destroy Starbucks. I was like, okay. I have to take them down. I go home. I need vengeance. I need blood on my hands. Do you know what I'm saying? So I go home and remember, I'm Canadian. So how I get vengeance is uh, I wrote a strongly worded letter. Angry. All caps. Lots of exclamation points. Um, I didn't send it, though. That's too aggressive. So I didn't... You know, I didn't do it. But what I, what I did do is that I printed it out, I burnt it, and I cleansed myself in the ashes. That's what I... Smudged the room. Do you know what I'm saying? Just did that... Very nice, very nice. Here's something else I'll tell you. It's the new year. It's the new year. We've started uh, getting our shit together, right? Of course, my New Year's resolution is to get into shape. I've been wearing a Fitbit. Oh, don't have it on. Anyway, I don't have it on. <laughs> it's too tight. It cuts off my circulation. But the thing is, I have it. 
it's in the box, and I look at it every day, and I think, you are, are going back, is what I say. But uh, I, had, I had a moment, though. I had a moment of clarity. You know, sometimes the earth gives you a message, a little tap on the shoulder, and it's like, hey, Deej, listen up. So I was, at the, I was flying home, uh, LAX at the baggage carousel, waiting for my suitcase, and then a man, a human man, um, hid his body behind my body. I'll say that again. A man hid his body behind my body. And I'm going to tell you this. It was a successful hide. I'm not going to lie to you. It was. He jumped out. The kids cried. His wife jumped into his... It was a beautiful moment. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was glad to be a part of it. I really, really... I was. It was nice. I had to kill him, though. I had to murder him. And now I'll, I'll hide his body. Do you see how it's a full circle? It's a circle of life. Thanks so much, everyone. Happy anniversary. See you again. Good night. This is a beautiful show. You guys doing all right? I, I never do crowd work, but I feel like it's needed right now. Are you doing all right? Feeling good? There are so many recovery sighs. I've talked about this before, but I love... Man, that is a sign of a good show when, like, an entire audience of people has to go... <gasps> and I've played this game before. I've told you about it before. I don't care. Sorry, podcast. Try to do that with your friends and say, no recovery laughs make each other laugh, and then you're not allowed to recover. You're like, (laughs) 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 it's it's a real fun game. Just a real fun game. How are you doing in the front here? Great day? Wow, you're very excited. No, bad day, okay. Bad day, just fun now. That sounds great. I'm great at crowd work, right? (laughs) All right, done. Very bad at crowd work. One time I was trying to do, I'm just going to talk about crowd work as opposed to trying to do it. I don't like it. I did retail for a long time. I'm done. (laughs) I used to work at a stupid coffee shop that'd be like, ask me about the weather. And there'd be like four people in line. I'd be like, how's the weather? And there was a full window next to me. (laughs) It felt very disingenuous. And it was Ohio, and it was a very flat area, so you could literally see for miles. And you could just watch the weather come in, so I'd be like, how's the weather? Good? Out there? Have a great day! It was amazing. Uh, But the one time I tried to do crowd work here, I was talking to a woman, and then I noticed that she had a broken arm, and I was like, oh, how'd you get that broken arm? And she was like... And this is the first time I've tried to do crowd work since. And it's been a success! Uh, Alright, are you guys ready to keep the show going? I am! I don't want to do crowd work anymore. The crowd work one left! Alright. The next, the next comic is also a friend of the show, and we love it when he comes by. He's also on the Netflix show Grace and Frankie, and you can also catch him on Netflix in Mystery Science Theater 3000 as Tom Servo! Please give it up for Barry a round of applause for Rhea, everybody. Oh man! All right, I'm uh, I'm feeling interesting. Uh, that's where we are as a country. The how are you? 
is a loaded question. Have you, has that happened to you? How are you? Ah, and you have to take a knee. Um, I'm rusty. I haven't done stand-up in a long time. It's been about a month. I had the stomach flu recently. That's why uh, stomach flu sucks. Uh, unless you refer to it as bowel jazz. <laughs> then it sounds exciting. <laughs> people are like, are you sitting? I'm like, no, nah, my butt just started improvising. That's what's happening. <laughs> All of my precious bodily fluids. <laughs> Um, you know, it's really taboo um, to do another comedian's material. <laughs> but I was doing some research recently and I found uh, a journal um, that is um, essentially this, this is the person who invented uh, black people, uh, white people jokes. Uh, his name was Lord Blackworth de Negroville. And... Um, <laughs> He lived in uh, Restoration England, and uh, I just want to do one, like two of the jokes that I read that he did. Um, Black people and white people are different, or they not? <laughs> this is true anatomically. For example, I, a black man, have enormous genitals, whilst a white man's pales in comparison. <laughs> that was one I really liked. I was like, I really like caustic wit. White people and black people drive different. Is this not true? <laughs> For example, a white person or a, a white person rides in a horse-drawn buddy like this, <laughs> whilst a black man is in the front driving it. <laughs> all right. Um, he wrote all those laughs. Um, my name is Baron Vaughn. I don't talk about it that much uh, because it's, it's an incredible name. I have, a, I have a rhythmically perfect name. Baron Vaughn. Three syllables. That's what you need. That's what my mom was thinking about. She was thinking about rhythm. She wasn't thinking about history, context. She was thinking about mouth music. Because Baron Vaughn doesn't mean anything. Like, if you didn't know who I was and you saw Baron Vaughn somewhere and I showed up, you'd be like, oh, Shyamalan twist. This is not what I expected. <laughs> Which is how I assumed job interviews were when I was, you know, applying to jobs and people would see my name at the top of the resume and go, Baron Vaughn, well, apparently the king of lollipops is on his way. <laughs> well, I heard if you smell like Mentos, he'll give you a $2 bill. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, George, uh, Crisp Jefferson. Um, I was on my name to, like, be something that had, like, history, significance, you know, like something that had a precedent. Something that was just so black, like Jamal Malik Jenkins. So that way a precedent is set. People see that and go, like, oh, my goodness, a basketball's getting dunked at 12. <laughs> He's going to do a move called the Crisp Jefferson. You know what I'm talking about, George. <laughs> and then I'd walk in and be like, oh, hello, Jamal. Nice to meet you. Tell me about yourself. And be like, oh, well, you know, uh, well, Bob Fosse's choreography is really similar to pop lock breakdance. And um, also, August Wilson is basically Shakespeare. And they'd be like, oh, shit, I'm racist. I get it now. And then I'm like, changing the world one Home Depot at a time. Um, Jamal's an Arabic name. It means beauty. Malik is also an Arabic name. It means king. If my name was Jamal Malik, my name would be Beautiful King, which is exactly how I feel. And those names have meaning because they've been around for thousands of years. 
through an intricate game of telephone, Beauty and King is what happened. Someone named Jamal was good looking, someone named Malik was bossy and controlling, and now you have Beauty and King, and that's how names work. That's why I always think it's really funny when people get mad at black people for making up names, because we do make up lots of names because we're beautiful and magnificent. And uh, I'll get into a conversation with a friend, just like, well, you guys make up names, though. I mean, that's the thing we can agree on, right? You guys are making up names, like, you guys are making up names, <laughs> you know, you just keep making up names, names that aren't names, like, people look at the name, they go, that, that should be a name, and that's not a name, you can't put random things together, but it's a Debrickashaw, what is happening? There's an apostrophe in the middle of it. I'm confused. Is D possessive of Brickashaw? What's going on here? I mean, name your kid a name that's a name, you know? A name. Stop making up names. You guys make up names. Uh, and here's why uh, black people make up names. That's how names work. Uh, literally every name in the history of names was made the fuck up. I guarantee you the first person to name a child Brian was stoned to death. <laughs> while a group of ancient people are like, you can't just put random shit together. B-R-I-A-N, that's bullshit. Name your kid a name, it's already a name. Like Hotep, you know? <laughs> Akhenaten Hotep, I'm just saying people will hire a Hotep. Anyway, I'm gonna be over here getting healed by light because it's ancient Egypt. Um, <laughs> And I feel, I feel sorry for people who are not the first person to have their name. I mean, what, what, isn't it always such a weird existential experience when you meet someone that has your name? And you're like, oh, I, what, what did you, how are you you with what I have? <laughs> Another me, but you're a completely different me. That's, how did you, so you had go, so you're me, but like different. I would rather be the first person to have my name. I feel bad, I feel, I feel bad for the 400 billionth Brian. Wouldn't you rather be the first Sinefaquis? <laughs> I just made that shit up from nonsense, but it sounds amazing. Three pieces of nonsense. First, Sony. That's a brand. Good TVs. <laughs> you in a good TV, you go Sony, you go Samsung, or you go home. <laughs> Second, knife, because I had a meal before I came here. I had to chop it up to digestible pieces. I'm also sometimes I feel like stabbing a motherfucker, but that's a different set. <laughs> Third, equus, Latin word, it means horse, but that's not why I chose it. I chose it because it's the name of a weird play. <laughs> Google it. You might see Daniel Radcliffe naked if you're into that. <laughs> Harry Potter and his wand all over the internet. And you might gander and go, oh, the wand does choose you. So Sony, knife, equus, sinifiquis. <laughs> name a child sinifiquis tomorrow night. Pass that story around in a thousand years, it'll mean something righteous and true. Oh, he's named after something you watch, uh, Chopin Broccoli, and um, a piece of theater. Oh, yeah, you know, he's named after uh, TV, something you look at, you know, uh, cutty, cutty, cut, cuts, and a dramatic play. In a thousand years, someone will be at a job interview seeing the word Sinefiquis at the top of the resume going, Sinefiquis, well, doesn't that mean one who sees how to cut through the drama? You're fucking hired. You are hired. <laughs> We need you here. You're going to be the best damn janitor we ever had here in the future. I'm going to therapy. I love it. Um, I'm doing all the shit they told black people we could not do in middle school. Therapy. Love it. Eating blueberries. Delicious. Skiing. Still haven't done it. Um, sounds dangerous. <laughs> Wait, I have to be at the top of the mountain to start? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, I like therapy. It's great. I like I like it's 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 uh it's been good knowing what I'm about. I want to know these things. I want to know why I do the things I do. Why I've made the decisions I've made. And I want to know these things before I am inevitably shot. Because if the police don't get me, mass shooters will. And you don't want to be bleeding to death in the street, going, I never figured out intimacy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Live in the moment before the moment's taken away from you. It's a shooting joke. You're welcome. <laughs> I do like doing them. I'm only going to do one because I like you. Uh, I usually do multiple jokes about shootings, uh, which bothers people because there's this unwritten rule in comedy that you can't do too many jokes about the same subject before you exhaust an audience. So for me to do two jokes about shootings is a lot to ask of you, which I think is hilarious and ironic because it means I can't do as many jokes about shootings as there have been shootings. Um, <laughs> Because imagine if I tried to do as many jokes about shootings as there have been shootings. Just, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jokes about shootings. Wouldn't you try to stop it at some point? <laughs> I got to get out of here, but before um, I do, you know, I do, uh, people are always constantly talking about having a conversation about race in this, in this country and nobody starts it. Uh, but I try to start it. I, uh, I welcome it. People bring me your questions uh, in private <laughs> with uh, consideration and thought. <laughs> because recently I was doing some jokes and I left a show in uh, West Hollywood and the woman came out after me. You know, she kind of chased out like, Baron! She said my name like she knew me, which is why I stopped. I was like, I was with another comedian. I was like, do you know who that is? Hey, Baron! I'm like, who is that? Is that another comic? I don't recognize who that is. Who is that? Hey, Baron! Oh, I've been waiting for a stranger. I like to see crazy through. Let's do this. And she was like, uh, can I ask you a question? I'm like, I love questions. <laughs> uh, do you hate white people? I hate this question. <laughs> Is that what you heard in my set? Weird. I don't think at any point I ever said that I hate white people. I'm not even sure it's, it's possible. A couple reasons. You know, um, I do know a lot of white people. I even, you know, trust some. And... Um, <laughs> Second, my girlfriend is almost half white. She's very mixed. And uh, also, technically, there is no such thing as white people. It's a concept that was invented in order to invent the concept of black people. This is categorization. This is how oppression works. White people had to be invented so black people could be invented. Oh, this is really technical. And she was like, what? And I didn't say any of that, though. Um, I, what I said was, kinda! And then I ran away into a 7-Eleven. And I said, get me all the high fructose corn syrup! I have to eat it until I don't feel. <laughs> and that's how the food industry works. All right, thank you very much. Good night. Back to Rhea. Baron Vaughn, you guys, let him hear it. Baron and I have a lot in common, but we definitely have in common that we are trying to change the world one Home Depot at a time. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys. Have you guys seen uh, the little television show called uh, Take My Wife? I wish that my wife was here for us to talk about this, but she's doing a benefit for the ACLU right now because she's amazing, right? <clears throat> but um, we have a season two, and we're gonna start working on that very soon. So. Not only am I grateful to you guys for supporting this live show, because if you didn't support this live show, we wouldn't have gotten to do Take My Wife, but thank you so much for watching the show, so much so that we get to make more of it. So that's amazing. So thank you guys. Super appreciate it. And please tune in to the second season. And thank you. It's like a little PSA.
for me. <laughs> Public service announcement for me. So this next comic, uh, like I've said, everybody's a friend on the show. Everyone is hilarious. But guess what? She was also in Take My Wife. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Episode two, which you all should watch. It's one of my favorites. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Um, but right now you get to watch her. So please give a warm welcome to Sam J. Hey, Sam J. What's going on with you? What are you working on these days? Uh, working on, I'm doing Late Night on the 31st. My first, like, you know, Late Night, Late Night. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting. So working on that set. Worked a little bit out tonight. Doing some writing. Doing some auditions, which are awful. But yes, they're terrible. <laughs> but I'm doing some. Yeah. I'm doing all the lesbian auditions uh-huh. in uh, L.A. I have a feeling we might have done some of the same auditions. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just figuring it out. Yeah. Did you audition for a role uh, and the character's name starts with a Z? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I one thought for I. sure. One okay. with an I last week. I didn't do that one. Okay. Yeah. That one was kind of, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, oh yeah. But I did it. Yeah. I'm figuring, I just want to get comfortable in the rooms. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you have those dumb New Year's resolutions where you're like, I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm with, I'm at that with auditions. I said no so much last year. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want to get comfortable. I don't even care yeah. what comes out of it. I just don't want to feel so much anxiety about this anymore. Yeah, man. It's, it is di- weird. It's yeah, weird man. to be around people like that. Yeah. It's a whole, and you feel like, especially as a comic, I feel like I always feel like I'm cheating because you go there and there's all these actors lined up sure. and they're just like so serious yeah. and they're so, and I'm just like, I don't get any of why this is so intense. <laughs> yeah. It's intense in a different way on the inside. Yeah, it's so weird. I, yeah, I don't. I read a like uh, character description once for for a lesbian role, and it was like decent. I was like into it. It was nice. Like mm-hmm. the character was just lesbian. That wasn't like any shitty jokes or whatever. But then the character description was like white shirt, Levi's jeans, motorcycle boots, and I looked down and I was wearing the exact. <laughs> <laughs> It was a pretty great moment. And then you're like, this is me. I feel like I, I got it. I did this one audition one time. It was for a cartoon. And I was doing, like, voiceover. And I was super amped. And I was like, yeah. And I was supposed to be, like, this little black boy. And, like, is the, like, lead in the cartoon. And I was like, I'm killing this shit. <laughs> and then I get the callback. And I go to the callback. And there's an actual little black boy. Uh, and I was like, why are you even talking to me? There's the yeah, actual yeah. thing. There's the, yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outdo this little boy. This little black boy at being a little black boy? Stop doing this to me, Hollywood. It's terrible. Now you're making me hate a kid. Stop doing this to Sam J. Hollywood. Yeah. Great talking to you. (laughs) Sam J., you guys, let her hear it. That was great. I just, did you guys watch the farewell speech tonight before you came in? You watch it. I was just thinking about Sam's during Sam's set because uh, Obama was like shifting gears, trying to bring everybody together, as he's been trying to do for a long time. And a lot of us are like, yes. And then a lot of us are like, no. <laughs> Firmly planted against it. But as he started to talk about race and different people and who makes up the country, uh, he started talking to McCormick Place and he was like, the white men, the older white men, who have worked and seen their jobs go away, seen their country change in front of us. We have to listen to them. And the whole room went, what? (laughs) And then the next one, I I don't even know who he said next. Like, literally anything else. He was like, the immigrant who came across the Rio Grande and across it, and everybody went, yeah! 
<laughs> Just a great moment I wanted to share with you guys. But I was also thinking, I went to that, uh, that very queer art happening, which they made me take my shoes off. They made me take my boots off, and I was like, good lord, I've never felt more naked. Because, <laughs> like, making a butch lesbian or, like, a genderqueer masculine person take their boots off is like, no, don't look at how small my feet are. It's <laughs> the whole point of these, please. <laughs> I was, like, hiding my feet, like, doing yoga, like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> Just made me very uncomfortable. Uh, but I went to this queer art exhibit, and uh, I don't know if you'll find this funny. You'll probably find it devastating, but whatever. I like doing this to you guys. Um, <laughs> he was talking about, um, you know, inventions and changing uh, intelligence and stuff, and Sam was talking about planes, and this artist in his talk said, you know, when we invented planes, we invented the plane crash. <laughs> and I was like, Shit! <laughs> So anyway, your next comic is, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have any more jokes. I just thought that'd be fun to talk about plane crashes. Anyways, um, this next comic, also a friend of the show, also very funny. Guess what? Also in episode two of Take My Wife. So I feel like you guys are all going to go home, watch the farewell address, and then watch episode two of Take My Wife. Am I right? That sounds like a good night to me. Uh, this next comic, super funny, like I said, on episode two of Take My Wife. Please give it up for Joe DeRosa! Thank you, thank you. How is everybody? Good. Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk... The, the Trump jokes are coming, don't worry. Uh, I want to talk about, though, how my year started. This is how my year started. It was New Year's Eve, which is really the beginning. Come on. That's the new year, basically. I was going to the grocery store, and as I was parking my car, there was a car parked already next to me, and there was a mom getting her child out of the passenger seat. And she was... An amazing mom. You know when moms give the kid like way too much excitement that is necessary? And she was so enthusiastic. Are you ready to go buy ham in the grocery store? <laughs> she was so excited. And the kid was excited. And it was beautiful. I was like, this kid's going to have a beautiful life with this loving mother. That's family, man. That's beautiful. And then I looked over at my passenger seat. And uh, in it was a bag containing five kinds of weed and 50 Whippet carpet cartridges. It's <laughs> like, yeah, maybe it's time to grow up. Just 39. Uh, I've been really post-holiday depressed, too. Uh, like, I'm just, I'm a depressed guy. And I live alone. This is how depressed I got. I hit a peak depression point in the shower the other day. And I was just in the shower by myself, obviously. And just in the middle of the shower, I just went... Oh, come on, it ain't so bad. <laughs> no, no, it is. That's proof of how bad it is. Just yell that at yourself. Uh, single, not married. The, uh... Look, guys, I don't know who... Guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, I don't know who's single in this room. All right, and I don't know who's about to get married, but just a piece of advice. If you're going to get married, don't videotape your wedding, okay? Don't do it, all right? Because as far as I can tell, for many of the movies I've seen, uh, the only time you'll ever watch that video is after your wife has been horrifically murdered. 
just seems like bad juju to me. I used to live in New York. Anybody from New York? Yeah. You miss cab culture? Like yellow cab culture? It's all Uber out here. Yeah. Yeah. And people say Uber's convenient. It is convenient. You know why cab culture is just a little... You know the problem with Uber? Can't get a good fingering going in the back seat of an Uber. Cab, you can get a good hand job fingering scenario going on. It's like uncharted waters in the back seat of a taxi. It's fucking great. I knew that joke wasn't going to get a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. All right, so Trump... Uh, Look, I'm not a fan, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, my, I do enjoy watching his interviews, though, because I like when anybody calls him on an issue or a problem. He doesn't actually address the problem. He just does, like, a shitty version of the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> you know? So, like, uh, the Russia, we think they tampered with the election. No, they didn't. Shut up. <laughs> no, they did. They're a fatty. Russia's a fatty. You're a fatty. You know who's thrilled that Donald Trump is president? You know who's thrilled? George W. Bush is fucking thrilled right now. He is doing cartwheels around his ranch. I'm not the fucking asshole anymore. I can finally do Larry King. Uh, Trump gets real mad on Twitter, man. It's real mad on Twitter. He said Mer Meryl Streep was overrated. He's taking shots at people. God damn. People say mean shit to me on Twitter all the time. If you're at, in any way in front of people at all, you get... People say mean shit to me on Twitter, man. Hey, dude, your tits get bigger every time I see them. <laughs> I don't need to hear that shit. That's just mean. You know? And I get real down on myself. I'm like, why would people talk like that to another human being? Why would somebody try to embarrass you in a public forum like that? People are terrible. And in those moments where I start to feel really sorry for myself, I wish a magic portal would open and that uh, George W. Bush would step through. You know? <laughs> and he'd be like, hey, what's going on, man? You're uh, feeling down about what people are saying about you publicly? Yeah, I, I can, yeah, I get it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, were you ever president of the United States? <laughs> And while you were president, did Oliver fucking Stone make a movie about you? Where in which your father called you a shithead? I didn't think so. That's why you shouldn't be allowed to pray to Jesus. Nobody should be allowed to pray. Okay, you should be allowed to pray to Jesus, but this should be Jesus' reaction to every prayer. Ready? Give me a pray, pray to me for something. No, like make it a specific thing. God, you, you. I want a new car. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. You want a new car. You got to get around. Everybody should have a car. It's only fair. You got to work. You got to work to eat. You need a car to get to work. Take somebody you like out on a date or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I never had a car. Uh, <clears throat> Could have used one several times. Uh, just off the top of my head, the time I'm thinking of is uh, this one time I needed to uh, drive away from these people uh, who nailed me to a fucking cross! 
Should be his reaction to everybody. Uh, he shouldn't do what Jesus would do, by the way. It's gross. It's gross. It's like walking around with no shoes on. It's fucking, you don't have a job. It's fucking disgusting. Don't ever do what Jesus would do. Uh, try to stay healthy. Uh, out of the closet. Has anybody been to out of the closet? Yeah. Did you ever do the free HIV test? They do it. Did you know that? They do them in the store. Did you ever do it? Great, you go on, it's free. Um, I did it, I did it one time. I swear to God, this is true. I did it and the guy goes, hey man, the results are gonna take about 20 minutes. Why don't you just browse around the store for a little while? <laughs> yeah, let me embark on the most panic-stricken shopping experience of my entire fucking life. Just white knuckle my way through the used DVDs. <laughs> Kept finding stuff I wanted. <laughs> whole time I was like, if I'm positive, I'm not buying any of this shit. <laughs> Negative, thank God. Finally got that copy of Hook. <laughs> I always wanted. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, is, what's, is the light red or blue? Uh, it's white, but you got time. Oh, I do? Yeah. How much time do I have left? I just want to tie my closer out properly. Two and a half, Two and a half minutes left? Okay, this, I can just do the closer. Um... <laughs> Okay, it'll take two and a half minutes. Uh, I had a great double dragon joke. We don't have time, guys. It's just such a tolerant video game. If you've ever played it, you're fist fighting men, women, and androgynous dominatrix people the entire time. It's very tolerant. Everybody's in on the fight. That's the gist of it. Uh, what? It's not the closer, though. I don't care. Do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of... This is part of the joke, by the way. Sria puts her head out, and then we fist fight, like in Double Dragon. Now, I kind of... <laughs> I fucked it up. I said too much too fast. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I did, I, I kind of said the, the funny, I think I said, I don't want to redo it now. All right, I'm going to read it. Oh, okay. This is a good bit, though. This is a good bit. Why haven't we been traveling around doing this together? I'm going to read this off my phone. Double Dragon. It's the most open-minded, tolerant video game of all time. You're fist-fighting man, woman, androgynous S&M doms. Most people are shirtless. Everybody's in on the brawl. Nobody is forced to sit on the sideline. And there's a variety of different weapons, and you're using all of them with no judgment. Pipe, knife, little cat whip. You're never like, ew, where's that been? You're like, just take up that fucking thing that looks like spiked anal beads and beat the shit out of this guy. Wearing the leopard skin, leather pants. <laughs> and your character's wearing a tank top with matching wristbands. So I think. <laughs> there you go, that's the bit. I love it. Thank you. All right. It's a new bit. All right, I gotta go. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Take care. Keep supporting this show.
just rearranging real quick. Um, do you guys mind if I do my new Battletoads joke? I, I don't have a Battletoads joke. I, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I never played that game because I wasn't allowed to play fighting games when I was a kid. Did anybody else have that restriction? Yes? A lot of people in this room. That's so perfect. We all found each other. And when you had that restriction, is that all you wanted to do? Was just, like, fight the shit out of video games? I would, like, sneak to my friends' houses and play, like, Duck Hunt by myself. (laughs) So ridiculous. My mom bought me... Now, this is a goofy thing to have as a child. A, like, 12-inch vinyl figurine of Dick Tracy. What the shit? (laughs) It's funny to me because people that are younger than me, because I am now old... um, People in their 20s are, like, dressing like the 90s, and I just feel like Marty McFly going, like, Mom! Like, every time people are walking by me. (laughs) Don't forget about the Dick Tracy nostalgia, because that was a very solid period of the 90s. Where people were like, yeah, Dick Tracy, but we still had shoulder pads? It made no sense. (laughs) People in the 40s, but, like, this wide. (laughs) Anyway, she got me that thing. I also had... So she got me that thing, and it came with his gun or whatever, and she hid it in a potpourri box. That's it. That's all I got. Just... Just... And I found it. I searched through potpourri to play with a little plastic... Really working for that person. <laughs> Just like, gotta find this guy! <laughs> <laughs> Toys are so stupid. <laughs> I don't know, I don't have any jokes. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Just trying to spread some time. Spread some time! Video games. That's it. <laughs> I think I lost myself. Anyway, we're going to keep the show going because I don't have any more jokes. I'm just saying words. And no one's finding it funny anymore. (laughs) Myself included. And I I thought if I rambled, I might come up with a Battletoads joke, but I didn't. Um, I personally would rather take frogs into battle, but toads, okay. Toads always seemed older to me. Like just (laughs) elderly frogs. I know that's not what it is. Like, I just fully know. Well, that's not what it is, but they still feel like elderly frogs. <laughs> also, when Joe said, like, a cat whip, I just imagined a cat with a whip instead of... And my brain went, cat of nine tails, but then my brain was like, no, have more fun with it. <laughs> but I feel like a cat would have to hold a whip with two hands because it doesn't really curl and then I feel like the cat would then be distracted by the whip because it's a cat and then the whip itself would feel like a rat's tail and then the cat would be like are you ready in for whoa (laughs) (laughs) and don't even get it started with a gun with a laser sight because that is just not gonna you guys I did it I came up with jokes for it seconds of just saying the word video games <laughs> but you know what I did inside of myself I took the cartridge out I blew into it <laughs> put it back in restarted and look at all that toads and frogs material <laughs> Woo! I'm back on board okay all right this next comic again a friend of the goddamn show and a killer comic please give a warm welcome to Nicole Byer 
Fisher. is now parents can tuck their kids in at night and say, baby, baby, you could be anything you want. Anything at all, baby, because America just nominated a literal dumpster to be its president. <laughs> baby, you want to be a block of cheese? Be a block of cheese! <laughs> also, like, aside from the awful things Trump has said, you know, racist, misogynistic, you know, but like all of it, like he's just disgusting to look at. I don't want to look at that face for four or less years. Like, I don't want to. He looks like a nasty little pumpkin man and his hair looks like something my ancestors picked. Cotton. Um, enough about that nasty man. Let's talk about my life. Let's talk about my grandpa. So he lives in Chicago, and I went to go visit him after Obama was reelected in 2012. And he goes, Nicole! He sounds like a Muppet because he's from Barbados. He was like, Nicole, did you vote? And I was like, nah, man, I was living my life. I didn't have time. Also, I thought he was going to win. And then my grandpa goes, Nicole! What if all the people got together to vote to cut all the heads off the fat people? You didn't vote. You'd have no head. <laughs> True. <laughs> but rude. But that's how democracy works. If you don't vote, Trump wins. Anywho. Do you guys like Oprah? <laughs> Chicago reminded me of Oprah. You guys like her? I love Oprah. Sometimes when I lay my little head down to sleep, I wonder what Oprah sounds like when she comes. <laughs> and it's not rude. Oprah's my best friend. She just doesn't know it. But like, what does she sound like? Is she like, Stedman, I'm coming! Deeper, deeper, lick my clit! <laughs> go to sleep. You'll have a nice little sleep. Uh, I want to tell you about the time I discovered I was black. And I know I could have just like looked down, but I didn't. Also, I grew up in like an all-white neighborhood. My mother was so light that I thought she was white, and I thought I was white too. But I'm not. And my sister, she's a year and a half older than me. She went to school. She comes home on the bus, and Adams Wickler goes, hey, Catherine, you're black. And she was like, Thank you. And then she comes home and she was like, Mom, we're black. And my mom was like, duh. Of course, yes. And I remember being in the corner being like, huh. This probably applies to me. Thank God I was listening. I also remember the time I discovered I was fat. Again, huh, could have looked down or like in a reflective surface, but I didn't. So 
it was when I was waitressing and I was clearing a table, putting like the food in the bus bin, and there was like one perfect bite out of the cheeseburger, and I like put it in. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Nobody would know if I just ate that. And then I was like, fuck. <laughs> Turns out, yes, <laughs> I am. I'm one of them. Thank you for laughing. Sometimes I tell that joke and people are like, Nicole, you're not that you're beautiful. <sighs> Fuck off. The two aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> not. If you put a lace front on Job of the Hut and contoured him, he would look cute too. <laughs> some cheekbones <sighs> I'm getting older it's awful I hate it but here's my question about getting older when do I become or when do I sound like an old southern black lady okay hear me out old southern black ladies have a very specific way of speaking when is the last time you saw like a little girl who's like kindergarten age who was like oh yes lord Jesus A is for apple <laughs> never seen that so when does it begin when do they start sounding like that in old southern black ladies they just complain they're like oh lord jesus is high oh lord who turn up the heat lord and then it gets like increasingly crazy they're just like oh lord jesus is so hot oh lord are we sitting in a fire oh lord it is so high oh jesus oh lord is this a skillet are we baking oh lord jesus is so hot oh lord it is so hot oh lord for it. Also, I told that joke earlier today to silence, so thank you for that. <laughs> it's just a bunch of white people being like... <laughs> they had no answers for me. Here's another question about getting older. When do I become old enough to be a real housewife of wherever the fuck I'm living? <laughs> do you guys watch The Real Housewives? <laughs> a couple people. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else who doesn't watch it, The Real Housewives is a reality show about women in their 50s who are alcoholics and the camera crew does nothing. <laughs> and each episode starts with like a jaunty tune and each cast member comes out, poses, and says something about their life. So Nene Lakes comes out and she goes, when I walk into a room, I own it. Which is like, yes, Nene, yes, confidence. Camille Grammer, she's on a different franchise. She comes out and she goes, Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. Freedom is. Which is like, whoa, that's some dark shit. Whoa. Also, you're white. You've been free your whole life? What? <clears throat> I have a little bit of a cough. I call it my athlete's cough because I played basketball once. My body was like, stop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> True. Uh, so I wrote my own little intros just in case I get to be a real housewife. So here are mine. I may look non-threatening, but I will fuck your husband. <laughs> okay. okay, here's the second one. If you can't stand the heat, get out of my pussy. Okay, here's the third one. 
my husband's a top, his boyfriend's a bottom, and I'm horizontal because of Xanax and sadness. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. Again, sometimes I tell that in LA and everyone's like, hey, we're happy here, we hike. <laughs> but also that last one is the most accurate one. <laughs> you gotta watch the show, it's great. So, you know, this is a joke I've been working on, okay. So you know that phrase, if I had a nickel for, like X, Y, and Z? You've heard it? Great. So I rewrote it to, if I had a boyfriend for every time. So here's the one I wrote. If I had a boyfriend for every toilet seat I broke, I'd have two different ones this week. <laughs> it's fun. joke doesn't go where you think it's gonna go. <sighs> oh, this fat ass. Okay, so I travel a lot for my job, which is like, fucking cool, I love it. And I spend a lot of time in airports and on airplanes, and I don't wanna like stereotype or group together a certain group of people, but all male flight attendants are gay. All of them, every single last one of them. You're like, oh, excuse me, can I just have a blanket? And they're like, <laughs> And you're like, why did you snap at me? It is almost as if someone said to them when they were a little boy, baby, you too much for this world. You gotta go to the sky. Thank you so much. I've been Nicole Byer. You've been wonderful. Nicole Byer, you got glitter yet? That was really good. We got some more recovery signs. Oh man, keep going with those. <laughs> I don't know if I should say anything because I feel like you guys are just ready to go. So you know what? I'm just gonna keep the show going because uh, I want to, and you're getting there, so it's it's going. <laughs> I love when it like settles, but then you remember something and you're like, ah, 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 ooh. it really is like goofy skiing, you know, just. I love it. It's my favorite. Okay. Everybody feels good. I know that Nicole is true. It, it, what she's saying is true about flight attendants. Like, male flight attendants are pretty, mostly gay. Because they don't give me a goddamn thing on a plane. <laughs> excuse me. Could I? Excuse me. Just a, Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> they just look at me like this. for the lesbians. Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> Somebody said, that's so true. <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep going. This next comic, again, friend of the show. Super funny. I spent a lot of time with her in Winnipeg, Canada, making fun of their weird fusion food. And this next comic is very funny, and she's also gonna fix it. You guys, Michelle Buteau! <laughs> together and I just remember thinking like after 
a day, I was like, is everybody related? Like, it was just a lot of the same looking faces and tie-dye. I was like, I don't feel safe. And then I realized they just fly diversity in because they don't have friends. You know what I mean? Like, that happens. All right, y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways. So, I had a girl's trip this weekend in Palm Springs with a bunch of other, like, brown titties. That means black girls. And we were just, like, hanging out. Brown areolas. Ow. And it was fun. It was very, like, ya-ya sisterhood, traveling pants, shoop-shoop, you know, like... Every... Like, just think about, like, black Lifetime movies. That was us. And I didn't realize how many feelings we have. It's annoying. But we ate them. It's fine. A question came up... A couple of questions came up. You guys look young. I'm about to corrupt your mind. Fuck it. There's so much Forever 21 in this room. And Urban Outfitters clearance. I just... So much fast fashion. Just... Keep your clothes forever. Um, Bangladeshi infants are making your sweaters. So... (laughs) Thanks, bitch. So a couple of questions came up. When you're around girls, you talk about sex, right? You talk about fucking and dicks and horror stories and and then you make up... It's like locker room, but in a hot tub with Prosecco. And... (laughs) And someone was like, I hate it when like a guy arrives to the train station too fast. (laughs) When a guy comes too quick. (laughs) And I was like, no, I like it. It means my pussy's working. (laughs) And then she said, put that on a magnet. Like, if you gonna put anything on a magnet, <laughs> like, oh, should I get that extra piece of cake? Well, my pussy's working. Like, I don't even know if it's a good, if it's positive, or I don't, it's confusing. So that was one. The second one was sucking dick. And everyone was just like, I just, I, look, I have a lot of feelings and know where to put them. These are plus size jeans. I do have a massive camel toe. I will be sharing stories. <laughs> I have so many jackets in my closet that don't zip, and I bought them anyways, okay? (laughs) I'm working through it. (laughs) So I was like, everyone's like, my first blowjob. Like, it was like Fisher Price, my first blowjob. Like, it was (laughs) a nice little tale you want to tell your kid at night. And I was thinking, like, fuck, like, I really had to think about it because I'm old as fuck and um, I'm 39, 21 from the waist down. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) And when I think about the first time I've ever... Like, when I think about blowjobs, I think about my dad and listen. (laughs) I heard a, oh shit. So my dad's like this cool Haitian guy. He's like this renaissance man. I did not give my dad a blowjob. That's not where I'm going, okay? This is, that is like some other, other Oprah shit. And this isn't the own network. So fucking relax. But I am the only child, because I like to say they got it right the first time. 
<laughs> but really, they hated each other. And um, we gotta live in our truth. And that truth is separate bedrooms for 25 years. <laughs> 50 years altogether. That's okay. They're dead inside. Um, and it's funny, when I look at my parents, they're not even that old, but they look like they're always looking for air. They're like, ah, like their mouths are always, like they're sucking each other's souls. They're like, ah. They're like very skeleton key-esque. Nobody saw skeleton key? Kate Hudson? Very underrated. So I was the only child, and I was a lashkey kid. Do y'all know what that is? Yeah. Okay, all right, you can watch after, after school fucking specials. And there was uh, this cabinet on top of the fridge that I never could reach. And one day I did, and I saw all these VHS tapes in there. A VHS tape is... <laughs> Oh my god, I love that this like 10-year-old Dawson's Creek motherfucker in the front's like, what is it? <laughs> you wholesome piece of shit. You look so happy and rich. You've never had a bad day except for a bad hair day. I want to motorboat the safety off your fucking face right now. Does your dad own a boat? Get the fuck out of here. Anything privileged or related to privilege. My right tit, suck it, please. No, please suck it. I just want to mother people. I'm a dangerous man with money in my pocket. Keep up. <laughs> so I found these VHS tapes and I was like, oh shit, like more cartoons. And I put them in the VCR. Do you know what a VCR is? <laughs> Perfect. And I saw these like naked people like moaning and shit. I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with them? And my mom is from Jamaica and her brother is the Archbishop of Jamaica. And he comes to visit us, you know, especially when I was growing up because he would like do masses at the church I went to school at and stuff like that. And he was like uber religious. And I was like, Uncle Charles is home. I'll just ask him what this is. <laughs> and Uncle Charles is like, where did you find this? I was like, on top of the fridge, it's dad's, it's dad's place. And he was like, oh, okay, my child. <laughs> he was like, well, leave this for dad and you don't look at it anymore, okay? And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. They look tired anyways. They look sick, tired, good fun. Then I have like all guy cousins. Um, and one of my male cousins, like a couple weeks later, was like, yo, you found the porn, where's it at? And I was like, why aren't you beating me up or spitting on me? This is weird, why are you talking to me? You look usually so mean to me. Like, even when he like, looks my way, I have PTSD. I'm like, hey, what? You know what I mean? And I was like, leave my toothbrush alone. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, because he, he would like be like, did you brush your teeth? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how's my ass taste? Like, he would like wipe his butt. I know, guys are gross. And um, I was like, oh, you're really nice to me. And I was like, 10 or 11, like fifth or sixth grade, whatever that is, right? And I was like, I just figured it out. I was like, you are nice to me because of these tapes. And he's like, where is it? And I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you. But then I was like, I'll show you for a dollar. 
<laughs> and then he like kept giving me money to show him. And then after a while, like Uncle Charles went back to Jamaica and I just started like having kids over after school. <laughs> I was the original Shark Tank is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's one way to get popular. My dad's a dirty old man. He's also like my dad, when I was growing up, I always wanted a dog. Like I always looked at like really cool families that had a dog and I was like, oh, that's so fun. I want a dog and shit. And my dad was like so allergic to dogs. He was like even allergic to hairy women. I was like, fuck, we, we could never go to like the Mediterranean for like a vacation. And, um, cause there was hairy women there. Do you have earplugs in? Oh, it's a speaker? Oh, it's really loud? <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Are you cold all the time too? <laughs> We're like in a fucking hot box. <laughs> She's like, it's cold and loud. <laughs> I have no feeling in my right breast, and you look like a pretzel. This is amazing. You are doing a tree pose right now. Can you not, like, eat dairy either? Like, everything is just against you? Sorry to... I'm, I'm just mad at you. Anyways. I can't... No, I, I'm, I've, somehow I'm friends with people like you that always need protection. And, like, my body... Like, I, my tits are so big, I like, the people touch them by accident. You know what I'm talking about. You got tig old bitties, bitch. It's like a fleshy Ikea shelf. And then people are like, I'm sorry. I'm like, for what? They're like, I hate your boat. I was like, I didn't even feel it. Did you like it? Like, just keep it moving. Like, I, I feel like a Puerto Rican Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, is it on fire? Like, where is it? <laughs> Like no way to fucking live. I I don't even wear shit with buttons. You fuck with buttons. Buttons buttons are evil. Buttons and zippers. Go fuck yourself. I don't wear any of that shit. I try to wear shirts with buttons, and this little button by my tits was always like, "Let me free." Like it felt like my right tit's a little bit bigger. It felt like a POW. You know what I mean? It was like my tit was like John McCain in the seventies. It was like I can't. I can't. Let me out. I gotta be free. Where's home? Sorry, I was making fun of you, but. <laughs> so easy. <sighs> so, my dad wouldn't ever let me get a dog because, remember I was talking about that? <laughs> I went on a titty bingeant. He never like me. I was like, whatever. And one time he took like a, a business trip to Japan and he came back. He's like, I got you a dog. And I got so excited. Like I was so happy. I was like, you did. It was like a rainbow, like just like all over my body. I was like, oh my God, this is what I always wanted. And he took it out of the suitcase. And even like, I was like six or seven. And I was like, I know you don't take dogs out of a suitcase. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, this feels weird. <laughs> and he took it out. It was like a little electronic dog. And he's like, look at this dog. And he started barking. He's like, <laughs> look at his barking. You don't even pick up shit and I was like what a monster and he was just like laughing at me and I was crying he's like ha, 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 the dog is fake I gotcha and I was like what kind of monster are you how are we related do you love me 
And you know, it's been a very crazy week with like Trump peeing on people in Russia and all that shit. And, <laughs> and I just had it. I was reading Huffington um, Poe, and I was like, I gotta stop reading all this Trump shit on Huff Poe. So I went to the weird news section to switch it up for a bitch, and I saw this story about this guy in Taiwan, South China. <laughs> Just to let you know, I know geography. <laughs> and he, for sexual pleasure and probably boredom, put an eel up his butt. <laughs> you guys are very judgy. <laughs> and the eel was trying to eat its way out of its body. Oh. Did you hear that or do you need to get your earplugs out? <laughs> and... The only person he could find to take him to the hospital was his eight-year-old son. And then I really had to think to myself, like, my dad isn't that bad. <laughs> like, he's pretty fucked up. <laughs> but we can enjoy sushi together. <laughs> All right, you guys have just been wonderful. show more time well what this was a you guys I missed some of the show because I went and I raised money for the ACLU so that's important as well but thank you for being here and um, I'm sure everybody has been amazing because we handpicked this wonderful and you know what happened the fucking rain rained on my hair and it's very long anyway so I have to use so much product to sort of get it to swirl. <laughs> and really the only person that understands how hard it is for me to do stand-up right now is somebody that I hate so much. <laughs> anyway. What do you guys want to talk about? How are you? Did, have you been talked to yet? in this show a little bit because you have a cute little shirt on and a smiling face that's why are you the very bundled up one with earplugs <laughs> and so there's a couple so you guys should be friends yeah oh you do have earplugs in that's okay I feel like you could smush them up and even get them in your ear more oh now you're taking them out they're stiff Dude, no, fucking nothing worse than a stiff ear plug. <laughs> I don't like that at all for you. Well, that's cool. Um, how was your day? Have, has everybody just been talked to? Is that how, what happened the whole time I was gone? Everybody's been connected with and there's nothing left for me to do? Because all I wanted to do was talk to you guys. I drove back here really fast. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, how was your day? What did you do today? What do you, what do, you do? You work at Outfest? Oh, that's cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes. Do you guys know it is for uh, the LGBT uh, films? You know some of these? <laughs> One of these. What was this? The crank? What is this? It's a crank? 
For, for film? Number one, I love how you just talk to me. <laughs> for film. I hate you two so much. <laughs> Do you know each other? You're awful. <laughs> are you film students? Yeah, what do you study? I'm an actor. You're an actor? We both dropped out of school. You both dropped out of school? Yeah. Uh, I graduated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so not so much dropping out. I dropped out of school the day after graduation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what? You, you want me to say, you want, you want me to let you call it graduating, but you dropped out of school. No, that's a, number one, it's okay. Either way. Number two, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie for you. Kid, coming in here all, that's why it's rolling. Shut up. That could mean anything. Maybe the camera's on wheels. You don't know. No, he knows. He actually knows. Um, that's cool. You dropped out. That's fine. Who, yeah, who cares? You're, you're actors. You're pursuing that. That's your, what you're doing right now? You're being actors? Writing, acting. Writing, acting. Who's this person? <laughs> Disgust? I feel like these are plants and like I like they, this has been written like so specifically and I didn't realize what I was gonna say. And it's like a whole thing. The timing on that. What do you do for a living? I, I do graphic design. Graphic design. You should consider being an actor. I don't know if you know, but the timing of I have a car. It was like seriously multicam sitcom like like you I felt like you were like, you know, yeah. Multicam? That's not an insult! <laughs> Fucking Seinfeld, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, multicam! Shut up! All of you, shut up! <laughs> You're a graphic designer. Do you know that? That's what Rhea used to do. That was, I don't. Yeah. You, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Why would you know that? Apparently you're not a big Rhea head. Um, <laughs> Rhea used to be a graphic designer. When I met her, she was a graphic designer. And then she worked in the corner of our house for a long time. And that's how we got health insurance. And then after a while, then she quit her job and she came and worked for me to design my flyers. <laughs> and then we went on tour together doing shows and you can really see all of this dramatized in a hit television show <laughs> called Take My Life <laughs> which we are prepping the second season right now and it's so fun so we get to make more of it oh yes I can't remember when that announcement happened but I think it was since we've had a show I think it was over I think it was like the day before Christmas you know, when the news is really looking for which streaming shows are going to get re-picked up. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to make a second season of Take My Wife, which is a big deal for us. We're happy about it. Thank you so much for your support and for coming to this show. 
And one final person to talk to, and it is going to be you are, I think, the person. Are you friends with these per- with these persons? Yeah. But you seem chill. You know what I mean? Um, what are you into? What's your story? What do you do with your time? See? Do you see? I fucking knew it. Uh, how's that going? Good. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> What's your derby name? Um, Zoe Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You were 13 when you picked it. Yeah. So that's a that is a good way of illustrating how cool you are. You were 13 when you picked your derby name because you were already skating in the roller derby mm-hmm. when you were a child. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, I feel like. Actually, it kind of makes... Like, your bones aren't even real yet, I think, when you're 13. <laughs> so it seems like a good idea. Uh, I had an ex who used to be in the roller derby, and I used to call her bouts, which is the correct word. <laughs> um, so that's what you do. But that's... What do you do? Do you do, any, what do, you, do, you do anything else? Um, I'm actually about, like, stand-up comedy. Oh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. Nah, there's no future in that for women. It's a men's only occupation. Um, no, stand-up comedy is a great thing to try. How, how do you think you're going to do it? What are you going to try to do? Um, well, I know stand-up comics. You know some stand-up comics. Yeah. Um, you're going to, like, help me out? Okay. Yeah. Asked about open mics. No. Don't do that. I'll just come to my house. No. No. No, no, no. Look at me. No, no. No, 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 no. How old are you? I'm 16. 16. Okay. I figured that you're a youthful sprite. Uh, there are some open mics that are all ages, like at coffee shops and such. And uh, number one, totally chill and understand if you need to practice in a safe space. But the great thing about open mics is like, Everybody does them when they start, and it's the way to start. So whenever you're ready and you feel like confident and ready to go, that's all you have to do to start doing stand-up is just go show up to an open mic, look up which ones are all ages. You can do it on the Comedy Bureau website, and there'll be like a list of all the open mics, and then you just go sign up, and then you sit there, and you listen to a bunch of bad jokes, and you go, I'm better than this. And then you go up, and you're not. And then... You come back the next night, and that's how you do it. I believe in you. Yeah? What? Good, do it. Give it a try. Um, well, you guys, this has been wonderful talking to you, and we have one final comic on the show tonight, and he's a friend of the show, and we are so happy to have him closing out this anniversary soiree. Let's hear it right now for Byron Bowers. Give it up for Byron, you guys. Let him hear it. Final comic. Thank you for that. You want to be a who want to be a stand up comic? You? You got a few jokes we can go over in my car after the show? 
First rule of stand-up comedy, do not fuck comedians. You know what I mean? <laughs> they never tell guys that rule. Only guys that's been in it a while tell females that rule. But that's a real rule. I wouldn't do that if I was you. I wouldn't go to nobody's house. <laughs> I wouldn't go to nobody's car. And I'm a dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> but this is Hollywood. Weird shit happens, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> it's just me trying to help you, you know? Good to be helpful sometimes. I noticed uh, last year we did this, uh, we had the Dakota Pipeline. It was an amazing moment to me for humans, you know what I mean? Because everybody came together to stop evil. You know, before then, everybody was do separate, doing their own thing and hating on one another. But that just showed you the power of love and people to coming together and stop something. And I was looking at that shit like, you know, that blew my mind. And I wanted to go, but it was cold as shit. <laughs> it was cold as fuck. It wouldn't have been right. You know what I mean? Oh, I would have been embarrassing if I was there. I would have been in the car the whole time with the heater on, the motor running, asking embarrassing questions like, Hey, my gas light on. Anybody got some gas? <laughs> my oil light on. Anybody got some oil out here? <laughs> Trying to survive out here. Nobody? <laughs> I don't let people down. So I did my part by staying home <laughs> and liking every post on Facebook. <laughs> like I did for Black Lives Matter. The apology was dope as fuck too, man. That blew my mind. You see the apology? That the soldiers, the soldiers, some veterans apologized to Native Americans for everything that, you know, was done to the natives since we got to this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And that was amazing. As a human, I was like, man, this is the most amazing thing ever. And as a black man, I was like, shit, look how long it took for the white man to apologize to Native Americans. Shit, I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> my kids ain't gonna make it. My great great grandkids ain't gonna make it. By the time they apologize to black people, we ain't even gonna be black no more. We're gonna be alien color. <laughs> we need to stick together. I wanna start a Illuminati for poor people. Wouldn't that be dope as fuck? <laughs> we need some shit too. Be cool to have some secrets and help each other out. <laughs> Keep the rich rich somehow. I don't know what the fuck. Be on some Freemason shit. You know what the Freemasons are? The secret society? Wouldn't that be dope? I heard like if you're a Freemason, right, and you get pulled over by the police and he's a Freemason, if you do secret hand signals, they'll let you go. I don't know these hand signals, but now every time I get pulled over, I'll be like, hey, what's the problem, officer? <laughs> How's your day? Snake. <laughs> Police think I'm drunk as fuck. Like, get your ass out the car. Walk this line. Now walking the line Egyptian style. Like, do this mean anything? What about this? <laughs> I don't know if it worked, but I ain't been shot yet, so. I might be a Freemason. Trying to get my diet better, trying to... That shit ain't working, so I went back to McDonald's and shit. <laughs> Raw food got a weird taste to it. 
It ain't worth it. Like, it ain't worth living that long just to eat nasty food forever. <laughs> you ever tried raw food? Ugh. You know how hard it is to lick raw chocolate off a titty? Without making a weird face and offending the person who owned the titty? Like, man, you ain't got no sugar, do you, ma'am? I'm gonna have to mix this shit together. <laughs> you find stuff out, you know? That's how you live. You just try it. You don't read about it. You try it. You live life. I found out I don't wear Magnum condoms. You know? Yeah, I thought I could wear a Magnum condom. Found out I didn't. <laughs> she called them magic condoms, because when I put it on my dick and put it in and pulled out, it was gone. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> it's a girth thing. Did you know that, sir? <laughs> it's not even a length thing. It's a girth thing. They should put that on the box. <laughs> you should be this wide to be inside. <laughs> so now, ma'am, I wear long Japanese condoms. <laughs> long and thin, like a samurai sword. <laughs> Fuck like a samurai now, you know what I mean? Which is good. Because if you don't make her come, you can just pull out and stab yourself. Ugh. <laughs> no honor. <laughs> I got a friend who dick so big, I brag on it like it's mine. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm the only one. I be going up to girls like, he ain't never banged a dude with a 10-inch penis. He <laughs> be like, you ain't got a 10-inch penis? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> But he do. <laughs> I know some of you think, how you know your friend got a 10-inch penis? I seen that shit. <laughs> One day I needed a ride. You know, I was without an automobile. So I called my friend, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, can you give me a ride somewhere? He was like, sure, he show up. He driving, right? And he was like, oh man, I banged a chick with the fattest ass last night. You gotta see this shit. And he pulled out his cell phone and showed it to me and that's when I seen it and it fucked me up. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked. Remember that scene in Alien when the alien mouth opened and another mouth came out? And I was like, oh shit. I started thinking about decisions I made. Like, man, I'm glad I went to college. You need an education to compete with a dick like this. You gotta outthink this dick. This shit is stronger and faster. And I wanted to ask some questions about it, but you can't directly ask no man about his penis, you know what I mean? I just, so I had to ask around it. Just other questions like, hey man, how close was you holding the phone? <laughs> like, what angle was you using? And he didn't give me the answers I wanted, so I just put the phone in his face like, is this your real dick? <laughs> and he's like, man, don't look at that, look at the girl. And I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to, but your dick in the way. Drop me off. <laughs> And he dropped me off. And on that long walk home, the universe spoke to me. You know what it said? It said, you have a gift too. Matter of fact, everybody in here has a gift that nobody else have. We all blessed with something extra. My friend just so happened to have a 10-inch penis, so? <laughs> me? <laughs> I got five wisdom teeth. Thank y'all, that's my time.
We got six minutes left. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like we're just. <laughs> I know. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> you guys. Well, you know what? I gotta be sweet then. Um, Great. I just want to thank everybody here for who has come to the show in the past, um, or for coming tonight, and you know. Rhea Busher as well, because when we moved to this dang city, um, we came here with nothing. We literally had, we moved here with just a dining room table, which it turns out is the weirdest <laughs> piece of furniture to move with because you just have to sit around it. Um, look yeah. at it and you put things on yeah, it. Yeah, we moved here with just my parents' first dining room table. It's yep. the only thing we, we brought. Oh, no, 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 you had a battery-operated uh, four by four. That's Monster true. I still have also. that. Look at this. Not a, there. We go. Stop it. Will you just start in the shadows? Yeah, I like it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of taking up a lot of. How am I supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. Uh, we anyway. moved here with we moved here with nothing, and Rhea had just started doing stand up. Not a couple. Not too a year. A year uh, prior, <laughs> and a year. <laughs> <laughs> And gave up some stuff in Chicago because I knew that I needed to move here. And when we got here, the first thing that I wanted to do was secure a weekly show for us, because or for me at the time, because mm-hmm. you were just like testing the waters. Um, because I knew that it was important to have like a home base, especially in Los Angeles, where everything is so unpredictable and there's nothing that makes any sense and nobody's walking on the street ever. Where are the people? And... <laughs> Uh, there's no bar culture and public transit isn't real and I don't have a job that makes any sense at all and there's no normalcy and so I knew that I needed some place that felt like when I went there every week it made me feel centered and calm and connected to a community and this show has definitely given that to me so thank you to this audience for doing that for us thank you to the UCB for doing that for us Mm -hmm. and Rhea for being a wonderful co-host and and our producers for making that true uh, four years strong. And so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, you guys. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.